0: It's,
1: it's, it's just us, baby. Cross the Streams Podcast. Kip here. We're back with our fourth installment of something Kane and I were we're really excited to get started. Uh as it's directly tied to our father's foundation, the Cass I Own Foundation. Uh, as everybody listening knows, our dad Cass uh is, is a is a patient with Alzheimer's dementia. Um, and we started the foundation, you know, in in his honor sounds. Really, I don't know the right word, like super negative because he's still with us. He's still here. Uh, But we wanted to, you know, exercise our grief, so to speak, and get to work and connect with great people out here that have been down this path and are doing amazing things for not just folks like my dad, but the caretakers and the support system. So um, this is the fourth installment of our repeat reassure redirect series Uh, and i'm super excited to have brenda roberts the executive director of the national council of dimensional minds and i want to let you do your own intro brenda because i would just read the website and you are a person you have a story so you introduce yourself to the cross the streams uh group okay well
2: I'll, i'll introduce our organization first just because I'm so proud of it, so we are National Council of Dementia Minds, the first national not not-for-profit organization that's founded and governed by people living with dementia. So we're super, super proud
1: of that. That's so. I mean, just you saying that is like it's mind-blowing. I got like tingles,
2: mm-hmm. and I'm
1: so excited to hear how that works and how it goes. But keep going. That's just is so. It's amazing to me.
2: Well, if I can. Like to introduce myself. Well, first of all, all right. So, woohoo! I'm 66 years old, all right. And so now I can say I've worked with older adults for over 50 years.
0: Wow!
2: Because I I had my first job when I was 16, and I worked in a nursing home. And my back in the day, my favorite uh, residents in the nursing home were the people who had what they called organic brain syndrome. Okay, now I've been around long enough. I
1: was about to say, I'm assuming that term's not still around.
2: Right, right, right. Right. So I've been around long enough. I've seen the, what we call it, change a few times. And so I've had 50 years of working with uh, older adults and people living with dementia. So I've had this absolutely fabulous career. And then I'm going to jump in. I know you have a question about- No, you keep going. Okay, how our organization got started. Was so fifty years in the biz. I'm sixty six. Ten about ten years ago, my husband was diagnosed mm-hmm. with dementia. And the story goes that I did not recognize the symptoms of dementia in my own house.
1: Wow! Is it because they were so different? Do you feel like you just weren't you didn't want to? Say tell me because oh, I I'm no for, no
2: like, I'm yeah no. everybody everybody asks me, do you think it was denial? And I'm like, oh no. Not denial, stupidity. It <laughs> <You know? laughs> was nothing to denial. And 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 Kip, the reason um, you know, part of why we got into this is because 50 years in the business and I well at that time 40 and I didn't recognize it. So if I don't recognize it, what about others? And I think the reason I didn't recognize it is because his initial s- symptoms from an outside perspective didn't ap- appear to be memory related. Okay. And you think dementia, what do you think? You know, typically you think yep. dementia, then you think Alzheimer's, and then you think memory loss. Right. And dementia is so much more than Alzheimer's and memory loss. And so what I was saying, because at the time, so, you know, I was 56, my husband was 62. Well, again, even at that age, you're not thinking about dementia, right? Right. Right. And I still, he came home, (laughs) he came home and said, what's it like to have Alzheimer's? And I'm like, uh, being the loving wife I am, I said, oh, for crying out loud, you don't have Alzheimer's disease. I sent him to get his hearing checked.
1: Oh, You know, I remember that conversation between Kane and I, I just don't think Pops can listen very well. I think his hearing's bad.
2: (laughs) Right? Yeah. People living with dementia, you know, just to give you an idea, lose about one out of every four words we're talking about. Okay. And so if they're dropping like one out of fourth word, one out of four words, think of it. If it's a noun, a person, place, or thing, how hard are they having tracking that conversation?
1: That's such a good point.
2: You know, and so when he went to get his hearing tested, came back perfect. Well, again being the loving wife I am, I'm like, well then you better start listening to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that he, is perfect. <laughs> it's so true though, right? Yes. You know, I just thought he wasn't listening. And then and really being serious then Kip, what how I saw it manifesting to me was he was struggling at work. Mm. And he and it came off as if he couldn't get along with the other guys at work. Okay. He would God. come, well, you know, I didn't know he couldn't follow through on his tasks at work. So they were getting frustrated and he didn't see any difference in himself. Like, you know, why are they, you know, kind of picking on me sort of yeah.
0: thing. Yeah.
2: And by I would get phone calls during the day, he, he'd be so frustrated at work, but it was, you know, I don't know why these guys, Yeah, you know, I mean, this is the guy who, you know, got the employee of the year award. And, you know, and I'm like, what is going on? So that's why I saw this really frustrated man not getting along with his peers and his people he supervised at work.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: I wouldn't think dementia
1: with that. No. You know,
2: and so, um, and, and for people living... People with younger onset and younger onset is anybody who's diagnosed before the age of 65. Yep. So people living with younger onset, it's not atypical. So it's it's typical yeah. <laughs> that they would lose their job and their significant other before they get a diagnosis.
1: Oh my goodness gracious.
2: And so that was our case. All right. He was on his second time off p- Unpaid time off of work for making poor decisions.
0: Oh wow!
2: And before he was diagnosed, I had moved in with my daughter before we even started the testing because I, you know, I was seeing a really angry man. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. understand. Right. Um, and so all of this leads us to how this group got started. Then, right? Yes. Because I'm thinking if I, if me, all this, my education, yeah. my work experience, if this is my experience. What is, quote unquote, the layperson person experience? Yeah. And then, so once we got the diagnosis, I like, well, first of all, I went back to school and the University of Michigan has a, a certificate in advanced clinical practices for dementia. Okay. Took that. Yep. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. not quite what I wanted. Yeah. And then, you know, it was before COVID. So I ran all over the country and you know, all these different trainings and certificates. And when I get back to work, because I'd taken it off some time off work to do this training and travel, my employer said to me, Well, uh, what do you plan on doing with all this training, Brenda? And I said, Well, I think that when I retire, and they stopped me there. Yeah, I said, Oh, well, I think when I retire, I will I will do trainings, you know, just part-time, do some trainings yeah. for dementia. And they said to, they stopped me there and they said, "No, we'll change your job description. Wow. You can do trainings for dementia for us."
1: Wow. I know who does That's that? Amazing That especially in you know 2023, the the pessimistic view of the world you can have. Like you I was I was expecting you to say that they were going to tell you to retire today. Go start oh. that. Now. right? Wow. That's. Amazing.
2: No, oh, no, So I said to them, all righty? If that's the case, then I want to have a statewide dementia conference. I live in Michigan. Okay. They said, okay. And then I said, I want the speakers to all be people living with dementia. And they were like, okay. <laughs> all right. And I said, but we're going to have to do a bait and switch because people don't recognize how much they can learn. From people Mm. living with dementia, so we're going to bring in some big names that people will come and pay to see.
1: Yeah, and we did. You got a? Did you get a marketing degree when you were getting your certificate in
2: advanced dementia practices? You should have got that too. (laughs) Right, I just was having living life. You know, I, I I say everything happened by accident because none of this was really planned. It just this happened, this happened. So what I did. Is I put on Facebook, are there any people out there living with dementia who would like to do a conference presentation with me? And uh, seven people and my husband, so a total of eight. And then, you know, my friend, Bonnie Erickson from yep. Montana. She was one of the eight. Um, so complete strangers. Yeah. We to together on Zoom and we planned our first presentation for this conference there were about 450 people at the conference and their presentation all these big you know names yeah their presentation stole the show you know yes And, and and it was like it was so amazing I had sort of this experience when I was sitting in the conference when they were talking the the folks were up on the stage the eight people and I'm in the audience of I mean, the audience is spellbound with their presentation, and I'm looking around, and and it's almost like I heard a voice say, "Okay, Brenda, you've had the microphone all your life, and if you didn't have it, you took it. Okay, mm-hmm. you are now the microphone.
0: Mm. Meaning,
2: my job is to amplify their voice.
1: Wow, that's so powerful.
2: Oh my gosh, it was so and so." I have simply tried to follow their lead since that day and to make what they say happen. Man. And so that plus coupled with in our private life, you know, our personal life, I had gotten like on all these Facebook pages and, you know, there are some very great Facebook support groups. And then, then there's some that, you know, are like, you know, I was like, wow, is nobody happy living with dementia? Yeah is don't they love their person right and i shut those down and i just said we we made the conscious decision mark and i we're going to live our best lives possible and we're going to choose this and we're going to mm. surround ourselves with like-minded people yep And so these two what was happening with our decision to to live our best life coupled with what was happening professionally with the conference and stuff came together and after the conference the gang you know call them the game <laughs> yeah the eight originals they said yeah. you keep us together for five years and every year we can do a new presentation mm. and in you videotape us and people can see as we change my husband's one of them so I'm like sure okay yeah. and I said to them this was the promise I promise that if you are not as articulate today or articulate in five years as you are today I will continue to try to find a way to include your voice. Mm. I don't know how, but we'll yeah. figure that out together as we go along. Right. And so, after we did our first presentation, we got yeah, so many demands we recorded it. We in the first year just friends. Yeah. No Facebook page, no website, nothing, just a group of eight friends. They did that presentation all virtually on Zoom. For over three thousand people in four countries.
1: Oh my goodness gracious!
2: Is that phenomenal?
1: That's the. It's unbelievable. It's oh, it's so powerful. And in so the one, the version you're talking about, the digital version, is yes. that that's you have that in in perpetuity. Yeah, in perpetuity, it's set.
2: Oh my gosh! And we have we have. I, I mean, thousands of people, tens of thousands have seen that in at least six countries now yeah it's just so it's like okay really we're so tired you know right we've seen it so many times but to the audience it's it's amazing it
1: is so and all i i don't even know where to begin because i knew some of this right i didn't know the entire i so appreciate you putting the story because lacy had talked to us in the i think it was the second episode we had her about kind of the formation of the group um But in in hearing you, like already, there's like three things you said, one out of every four words before the age of 65, losing a job, lost, that I was unaware of, that I had no idea. And I'm in this place trying to support my father. Um, And it just really, I'm so impressed with, um, I love the microphone talk because I'm someone that's just like you, that if no one's going to speak, I'm more than willing to be the voice, right? If no one's going to use their words. Feel free, but and it's very hard for me to step into the background and make sure somebody else is up there on that platform that I when I'm not. So I, I really resonate with that choice by you.
2: Yeah, and it's, so. but it's so what we started, so how it just kept going and going yeah. by accident is people started coming and and other people living with dementia said, well, gee, I would like to be in a group.
0: Mm-hmm. So we
2: started a second group. And then more people, and then people would say, well, I want my family to learn this. So we would do an educational presentation for that family, that employer, that group. And then all of a sudden, we had another group of people living with dementia. And I'm like, started a third group. Yeah. This isn't my job. This is you right. know, another job. <laughs> yeah, no. right. And so I went back to the original eight, and I said, you guys, I think we have a secret sauce Mm-hmm. And we don't need to keep it a secret anymore. So they said, let's form a not-for-profit. <laughs> and, and we did. Yeah. You know, and we did. Right. And so we've only been a not-for-profit for two, you know, two years. So we okay. formed in May of 2021. So, but I'll share some figures in, that we're really proud of for 2022 was the only, you know, our first full, full year as a group. We yep. did sixty-four educational events for wow. over ten thousand people in six countries.
1: Oh my goodness gracious! And were all eight involved in these? Did you have like these three this time?
0: Yeah,
2: so we have the three groups. And so, yeah. what our groups are like? People are like, "Well, what's your group do?" And and Bonnie, you know, would say, "We're a support group and so much more." Stephen, one of our other board members, has really done the best job in terms of we do support, education, and advocacy. Mm. So we have our weekly meetings in their closed meetings, meaning it's, you know, eight or ten people in that group, the same people every week. Yeah. And we have a support team who helps facilitate the discussion. And they're always working on an educational presentation for a particular audience or something. but. They're providing support during that time. So um, I'll give you an example. Yes. We have an all guys group, all men, right. right? They finished their first presentation. They came back afterwards as they said, Hey, Brenda, what's our next one going to be? I'm like, oh, I don't know. What's our
0: next <laughs> one going to be? Yeah.
2: And they said, Well, let's do something about what you can control after you get a dementia diagnosis. I said, Great idea. Yeah. What can you control? And they came back with kind of, you know, there's the six pillars of brain health. So they were like sleep, Mm. exercise, diet, socialization, you know, so they they were naming all these things. Yeah. What we do as the facilitators, then we discuss that. So, you know, since your diagnosis, how has socialization changed? What's meaningful to you and not? So we learn and then we, we talked about sleep. And you know, we talk about them for weeks. Sometimes yeah. you know? they they share, oh, well, I can't sleep, and so this is what I do, and this is, and so they're learning from each other. And then during the course of that time, somebody's having a struggle with a particular topic, and so they come in that week and they're just like, you know, I'm really, I'm going to my class reunion, and I haven't told anybody I have dementia that I was at school. You know, I'm worried about that. Yeah. So they all talk about how they shared people with people and the reactions. So then we turn into a support group, right? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So we're
2: supporting each other.
1: So the group is so, it's flexible and malleable to to the needs in the moment.
2: Yeah. So we have an agenda right yeah. down the road, but the needs of the group trump the agenda.
1: Right. Which is how it should be, right? You got to meet people where they're at. Right. Wow.
2: And what? it's just an absolute blast. So, so good. what those guys ended up creating, you like this. One of the guys was, uh, well, is a radio talk show host. And so their presentation, we videotaped him just on Zoom yep. in his radio studio. And he, we had already interviewed all the guys. So we had the information they wanted to answer. So we engineered and wrote the script for Jay to set up so he could ask the question. So that answer.
1: Oh, so he was back in his, and he was back in his element so amazing he could use his career skills
2: yeah yeah okay so that okay so we did that one that one's called on the air so that's formatted like an old-fashioned radio talk show yes right so our groups are support groups they're social and friendship groups but there's a work time Like, what's our script going to be? Who's our audience? And then there's writing the script and practicing the script. And then there's videotaping it. And then there's, we hire somebody to edit it. And then the real magic happens. We present the, and we do it all on Zoom. We watch the video. Everybody loves our videos. They want them. Oh, can I show my family? Can I show my work? And we say, we say no. We say we don't make them public. They're great. They're Mm -hmm. phenomenal. They would do wonderful things for people to see. But part of our experience is for the people living with dementia, because if you watch one Kip, you will be saying to Mark, who's in it, Mark, I wish I would have known that back when, or Mark. Now I understand what's happening with my dad. What does that do to Mark? Mm -hmm. Mark, this guy living with dementia, is sitting up a little taller, standing a little straighter. I'm helping other people. I have meaning. I have purpose. Yes. I am a contributing member of society. Yes. That's why we just don't give our video. I love it. Plus, it's really the interaction with the people that breaks the stigma, too.
0: Mm. Mm. Because
2: we're all guilty most of us, um, even when we're first diagnosed to what Bonnie calls end stage thinking, we right away go to that very end stage yeah. and we don't recognize for lots of people, there's lots of life to be lived between there's
1: something them. left on that bone. Yes. I, I know we did it. I know we catastrophized. I, I right. promise you we did as a family.
2: Right. Yeah. Because How many people do you hear about out talking about living well with dementia?
1: Not you're the first, you're the literally the first person that added a positive term to any version of it, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Right, okay. So now let me just tell you about this other guy. Okay, so I told you about the radio talk show. Okay, so just a little bit ago, I got off. Um, one of our guys lives in Colorado, he was a race car driver, he's got awesome video footage, he can edit videos. And so our men's video, next video is going to be, you know, kind of our working title is life is a raceway Mm. and we're going to incorporate some of the stuff with racing with what it's like to live with dementia. Oh, so good. Yeah. Like, you know, hitting the brick wall when you get that diagnosis, but then getting the car put back together and getting back on the lane. Yeah. so he's going to help us weave the story and he's going to edit the videos.
0: Wow.
2: And we're going to use his awesome race car driving videos. Yes. What?
1: I've got so many questions. Let's take our first break. So I don't miss okay. break. Yeah, do a got so many great follow-ups. I got so many great follow-ups. We'll be right back with Brenda. Cross the Streams podcast is brought to you in part by the Cass I Own Foundation. We exist to raise money, funding, and awareness of Alzheimer's dementia and all its forms in the name of our father Cass I Own. our first annual Cass I Own foundational golf tournament is coming up this month of July 2023 July 22nd 2023 while we do have a full uh course uh, 144 golfers and then 36 foursomes which we're very excited about we're still taking donations and volunteer help please visit our website Cass I Own foundation.org to find out how you can help and join in the festivities that day back to the pod all right, we are back. Okay. How, with the groups in the video production, how often can you have them meet? What's the capacity, Depend on the capacity of the men and women in the groups. What is the frequency they can get into these places of purpose?
2: Mm-hmm. So in terms of our groups, so we have the small groups and they meet once a week. Okay. From, okay? So they meet every week. And I have to tell you, tip, most of the groups, they don't miss. Mm. Okay? And and the facilitators like the like fourth of July week, oh let's take the week off. The others are like, oh no. Right. <laughs> One time I canceled over the holidays and they're like over Christmas and oh I heard about it, you know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So they meet weekly. Okay. But if, what I'd like to share if it's okay is yes. you know, my promise to the group that if you're not as articulate today, I'll uh, try to include your voice, you know, figure mm-hmm. out a way. And I'm really, really proud of the fact that, I'll give you an example of how we've been able to do that. In the again, in, in, mm-hmm. this, in our, our men's group, um, one of our gentlemen, he came in, he was articulate. He made friendships. Everybody knew his story, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you know your, your best friend's story, right? You could tell yeah. your best friend's story. Yes. So he'd been in with us for every week. We knew his story. Well, his dementia progressed faster and he couldn't tell his story anymore.
0: Mm.
2: And so the guys said I would like to share a story about my friend Mike. Mm. And they talked about Mike's story.
0: So he was still in still it. Go there.
2: And the amazing thing, now this group calls themselves the brotherhood and they have a they have their our logo, they have it says brotherhood of dementia minds. So the day the first time we did the video you know, presentation on zoom mike was there in his hospital bed mm-hmm. his wife had the camera his his computer set up our yeah. guys could see him yeah. yeah yeah and he had and his wife had put his brotherhood shirt on wow how awesome is that? oh
1: man it's I've, I've got emotional tears of joy and like just all the feels right now from that Mm-hmm. That was going to be a follow up of mine is the handling and the process by which, you know, like you mentioned, hey, when is it to the point where I can't verbally contribute
0: mm-hmm. and
1: what happens? Do you get to the point where where some of them are the, are the facilitators remembering some of these appointments for them? And then when they get the the reminder from mm-hmm. the facilitator oh, today, yeah. like how are you dealing with those different stages of where, of where their minds are?
2: yeah so you know so in terms of the facilitator so you know we we've learned a pretty good system of supporting them they know their weekly you know it's it's once a week it's this time mm-hmm. um, we set up where they get you know so it's the same zoom link they get an email an hour before the meeting starts so uh, it's always on the top of their email yeah if they don't come to the meeting you know, and they haven't told us that they're not going to come we send them a text because you know you can look at your phone and say oh yeah i have my meeting at one o'clock and it's it's you know twelve forty five so you think oh I'm gonna you know go take my medicine and take get a glass of tea and then you forgot about the meeting yeah. so then we're like okay are you joining the meeting oh it's time and then they come in and so come we in. do you know and they text each other too oh I, I see I see um, you know Chris isn't here I'll send her a text yeah. you
0: know, so
2: text each yeah. other so we we get them there and then um, Kip in addition to our weekly groups are called a meeting of the minds and or excuse me the the dementia minds group we also have what we call meeting of the minds okay because we have more people who would like to get in a group than yeah room for right now yeah so the meeting of the minds is an open group okay and you can come in you know like we usually do it in series so maybe an eight-week series you can come to one session of the series or all eight you can, you know, so you can just do whatever you want and it's open, come and go. So in your small group, you get to know your really close friends, yeah. but in the bigger group, you meet all the others in the other groups and not yeah. groups or somebody who thinks they might want to be in a group, but they really don't know what this organization is all about. It's a great way to come in. No commitment, you know, show yeah.
0: up. Yeah. and
2: Also a good way for the per- person who's not as verbal anymore but still has the understanding, wants to listen in, so mm-hmm. they might not be able to be, like, a talker, yeah. but they enjoy listening. They're or, still
1: getting community when, in being in there.
2: Right, right, and occasionally, you know, they can say stuff, they can join in as they, as they want to, and, and so there's a different place, so that's a, so that's what happens: is they come into the meeting of the minds, and then they're like, "I want to be in a group," and then I'm like, "Oh, we got to get a group," and yeah, and I need right. people trained to facilitate these, yeah. because it's a support group, but they're writing scripts. They're mm. creating. I mean, that's a you yes, know.
1: that's an undertaking, right? Yeah.
2: And everybody right. volunteer, everybody.
1: Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That that was. My next thing was like, oh my goodness, how do we help you keep doing all of these things besides the money that we want to raise and send to you immediately? Volunteer, like give, give, give people on board, like pathways to help,
0: right?
2: Yes, okay. So our website is easy. It's dementiaminds.org. And I mean, every way is helpful. Sign up to get our email blasts. You know, probably get a couple of month. Come to our educational events, learn from our group. If you're interested in joining a group, if you're somebody living with dementia, come to the Meeting of the Minds. I mean, just start to become a part of our community. Of course, down there, you can always make a donation too. I mean, so there's every way. But um, the other way too, is we have what we call, Kip, Dementia Minds Friends and Family series. Mm. So Meeting of the Minds, only people living with dementia or mild cognitive impairment. Dementia Minds Friends and Family is exactly what it is friends family and professionals can come that meeting starts with a short video by people living with dementia and i'll tell you afterwards help me remember which was the most meaningful and where i learned the most yes but we have a so we watch maybe a short video five seven minutes long of a couple a person or two living with dementia introducing a topic and sharing some thoughts and so then After we finish the video, there's usually a few other people living with dementia who say, oh, I want to add this and this and this. Then we say, we open the doors. Anybody have any questions? You can ask any question you want. And again, it's kind of like our meetings because there might be somebody there who's newly diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Or there might be a spouse of somebody who is newly diagnosed. So everybody has. So we say any question. You can ask any question. One rule only the people living with dementia can answer the question.
1: Ooh. How hard is that for some people in the room?
2: Oh, you wow. got it. You got it. Oh, yes. they can't. We talked about we've had the microphone, right? Yes. <laughs> it's a challenge. Exactly. They're like, "Um, I don't know if I should say this or not." And I'm like, "Well, if you don't know if you should say it, then you probably should." Right. And then if they if they don't say it, they got to put it in the chat. Box, you know. Yes. And I get it. They have a resource. They have information that they're anxious to share. But this is for us to learn from the people who are living it.
0: Yes.
2: For us to understand their experience, and for me as a wife of a person living with dementia, has made the biggest difference.
1: Oh boy, that's. That's, you know, I, when I had interviewed Lacey and we were talking about the different organizations and the, you know, the ec- ecosphere, so to speak, of all the help, and she was very specific in discussing how much she appreciated Dementia Minds and their focus on the people with dementia. And then she mentioned it, and I want to make sure we mention it too it's not against the caretakers or anybody doing care- a caregiver support work. Oh, but yeah. you are unique in this space that we talked about. The focus on the individual living with,
2: right, and quite frankly, they can teach the care partners a lot.
0: Mm. Okay, mm.
2: so for me, I'll tell you about the story. That, yes, the the friends and family series where I learned the most. Yes, and you know, again, living with somebody fifty years experience. This series, we did a series on sensory changes,
0: Ooh.
2: and. I had, you like, I had some idea, but boy, did I learn like Kip, an example could be, okay, I'll give you an example of my husband. Okay. Uh, we had a spare key made. The spare key was sitting on the dining room table. He looking and looking and looking, he didn't see the spare key. It's right there in plain sight, looking and looking and looking. And he came and he says, where's that key? I'm like, it's on the table could I went there to the table he's looking at it he couldn't see it i picked it up i said here's that key right they talked about how they can look and something is there but they cannot see it
0: wow
2: the really? one thing, yes yes and and then the other sorts of things i learned about the vision you know too i think a lot of people know as we age, we lose some of our peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. The people living with bench apparently lose more of it. And yeah. then when they get under stress, they even lose more. Okay. So you're yeah.
0: very, in. yeah.
2: So if you're stressed out, you can't find it. So there's lots of things. And it's not your vision, because it's just like my husband's hearing. He could hear, right? It's not his vision. He could go get his vision checked, but it's how his brain interprets what pictures he's pictures now. Seeing.
1: Oh, boy.
2: OK, so one of our one of my girlfriends is living with dementia. She's like how I find stuff I can't see if I'm looking for an ink pen and I know I put it on this desk, but I can't see it. She starts touching things and once she touches it, she uh, can see it.
1: Wow. So like activating another sense to help bring back a little bit of the interpretation of the other one. And, right. and you would have never known that you would just say, oh, you can't see anymore.
2: Right. Or, yeah. uh, you know, and, and and now he understands it too. It's, he understands, he doesn't get so frustrated. He's like, I just don't see it. I know it's there. And mm-hmm. he'll either come back and look another time or he'll ask somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: not that frustration. I know it's here. I can't find it. I can't find it. He now understands it too.
0: Right. Because
1: I know from stories from my mom, I know the key situation comes up a lot in our house, in my in my house back home. I wonder if the, uh, I'm sharing, I'm sharing all this information. Where I-, I don't want to be morbid. Where, what is the awareness level? How does it continue mm. with people that, hey, I do have this. I should go to this meeting today. Does it you know, depend on the diagnosis? Does it depend on the stage?
2: Uh, no, I think it, you know, because we have, you know, it's, it's really fun because we have all types of dementia. Yeah. You know? like, like the big ones are Alzheimer's, vascular, Lewy body, FTD, frontal temporal dementia, and those are kind of the big four. Right. Yeah. And there are some groups and it's great. Like, you know, they have group for FTD or LBD or, you know, these specific groups. And each type of dementia does have some unique characteristics, but there's some major overlaps, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so the groups really learn from each other. So we're really proud. We're the dementia. OK, we're national yeah. company, dementia minds, not Alzheimer's. Right. And and the reason our board, you know, our people living with dementia, our board of directors chose the name. And they really battled over, you know, nobody really likes the term dementia. Yeah. They decided to use it anyway, because they wanted people to be able to find us. Mm. And they didn't want to use the term Alzheimer's, because that is one particular type of
0: dementia. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And we wanted people to know it's open to everybody, all types. Oh, I would be remiss if I didn't say we have a lot of people with CTE, the chronic traumatic Uh, you know, from head injuries and things. Yeah. We have a lot of that as well. Um. So, so everybody, and so when you talk about, like, for example, when my husband was first diagnosed, and I'm reading and reading, and it would say Alzheimer's, and it was like people use the term Alzheimer's and dementia as interchangeable,
0: yeah, right?
2: And so I would read it, and I would say, well, that's Alzheimer's, but Mark has vascular. Does that apply to me? Mm. Does that apply to us? Yeah. You know, or it says a specific number of people living with Alzheimer's. So I'm like, what well, was that? Just Alzheimer's or is that all the other types of dementia yeah. one too?
1: Yeah, gotcha, yeah. right.
2: And so they they consciously said, you know, we're going to be, dementia so that they're all people so you don't have to have your question was about like when do I come in you come you come now now yeah. <laughs> you know right. I mean connect lots of care partners hold the key you know it's and, and sometimes you know the care partner encourages the person to come sometimes we never hear, hear or see them you know it's the person and sometimes a care partner is like, oh, no, my person is not going to be interested in coming. I love this story. We had one woman. Oh, my husband won't be interested. Well, she's on Zoom. She's at the meeting, but my husband won't be interested. Yeah. He's with dementia. Next thing we know, he's, he's sitting right right there next to her. Next thing we know, she's over here. Yeah. He's right <laughs> in the middle of the street, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's just that scary. You know, I, I get asked. You know, like we have a group that are all former physicians. So they're all former doctors who are now living with a different type of dementia. And even with them, it's, it's very interesting because one of the newer doctors at one time said to me, "Oh, you'll be perfect for the group. I said, come, come, you're going to love them. Yada, yada, yada. And so afterwards, he says to me, what are they like?
0: Oh. Mm-hmm wow
2: right what are they like and i'm like they're just like you
0: yeah and yeah he,
2: and Kip, the other thing they asked he asked me that made me really sad and i was sh- taken back by it because he's a doctor he said to me uh, how long do i have
0: mm. yeah
2: so but what i want to say kip is we're talking about really fun stuff here right we're talking yep. about oh this is great this is wonderful about Okay. But what we do do is it's not like, woohoo, I have dementia. You want to try it, you know?
0: Right, right.
2: In the groups, there's hard stuff. There's hard conversations. There's tears. There's, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. So, but what we do is it's, you know, that intentional decision to live our best life. Yeah. The easy path is to fall this, you know, fall down, do the pity party Mm -hmm. and stay there. That's the easiest path because it's not easy. You know, it's just easier to go. But we say, we're going to choose hope. We're going to choose our best life. We're going to, so we always, you know, in our videos and stuff, have an element of hope, an element of optimism. And that it is, but you have to, you know, back when I was young, I remember the book, uh, happiness is a choice. And that's Mm kind of like, we are choosing happiness. Right. One of our gentlemen in one of the groups, his name is Paul. And he said, you know, I have a pity party every once in a while. And he's like, I go to the party and, you know, but I just can't stay too long.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's real. Good for you. That's humanity. Right. Right.
2: Right. So I don't want it to be like, oh, wow, this group has no idea how hard this is. Yes.
1: Yes, they do. We live
2: it. Yeah, right. No, but there's just something about when you're helping other people. You know, you mm-hmm.
0: know that. Yes, when you're
2: helping other people, the benefit, the joy, because that's why. Okay, the term caregiver, we choose care partner mm. because caregiver and receiver. Right, sounds yeah. like giver receiver. Right, I. And when I was out for the first time with my husband and somebody introduced me as his caregiver, I was shocked. I felt so bad for my husband. I don't know how he felt, but we're right. meeting and I'm his wife, right? his caregiver. I was, I was like, what do you think? He needs a babysitter?
0: Right. No. Right.
2: And so we went home and we talked about, it. we decided we could live with care partner because we care about each other yeah. <laughs> we've got partners yeah. for 50 years you know ever yeah.
1: yeah, 47 years i love that framing i love it there's power in words right we in approach with that
2: right and so but you know here i am <laughs> i prefer care partner but i had to learn i had to let my husband take care of me too All right, mm. that yeah. whole taking over and becoming that care giver, okay? Yeah. I was calling myself a care partner, but I really wasn't a care partner.
1: Right, you weren't living that equality back and forth.
2: Mm-hmm. And so I've learned, all right, that I need to relish <laughs> his taking care of me. And how does he take care of me? I am a constant iced tea drinker. And my, I have a home office, I'm working here at home. He brings in me, brings into me a fresh glass of iced tea. -hmm. You know that's taking care of me, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um,
2: Let me open the door. That's taking care of me. You know, and it's kind of refreshing. You know, it's kind of going back to the basics. And in the one men, when I tell this, men go like, "Oh, brother!" But when I tell this to women, they're like, "Oh, how sweet!" So we have this can of mixed nuts. We like this. Is really an old person thing. (laughs) (laughs) My husband will be in the other room. I'm working, and he's eating the nuts. Well, when I come out, the top of the nut container is there and all the nuts that he knows I like are sitting there in there he's amazing. eaten all the other ones, but he said, that's taking care of me. That
1: is. That is. And that's the capacity he has right now. That's awesome.
2: Right. And what does that say to me? I love you.
1: Mm, mm, wow. Yeah. I'm I'm curious in these, when you talked about you and him discussing, you know, care the participation in these, like the settings of you saying, we're going to talk about this right now. And it, it depends on his capacity in the moment. Does it just depends on the day?
2: Okay. So I'm going to tell you um, a story because I think a lot of people struggle with, and they hear, it oh, drives me crazy, but, oh, is your husband in the agitation stage? Yeah. You know,
1: uh huh. I've heard this term. I've heard this term. Yes.
2: Right. Right. Well, that's a whole, that's a whole session in itself. <laughs> but um, so um, I you know we are very open with Mark's challenges with anger, because we know other people are having those challenges
0: yes. too. Yes.
2: And, um, and Mark will be the first to tell you. You know, I come by it um, honestly. My dad had a temper problem. I you know had an easy to cuss problem as a young man. You know, he just did, and so it wasn't like you know it's almost like you become more of yourself. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, so it was you know he kind of fell into that, and so when it was in the moment, of course, I didn't talk to him. So earlier on, in the moment, we would, you know, we'd get through it, I'd do it the best I could. And then, you know, we live with my daughter and her family, or they live with us. And so later, we would talk it over, and we try to figure out, well, what was it that set him up to get angry? You know, what was it that, you know, precipitated that? And then how our approach to handle that anger was. And so we would look at that, and maybe in a couple of days, we would sit down with him and say, and he may or may not even have remembered it, Right. but we would always ask, do you want us to tell you about this? Yes. Mm. And then we would talk about it and we would say, well, this is how we handled it. Do you want us to do that? Or would you rather we do it a different way? Okay. So earlier on, and so we figured that out early on because we had the discussions. I don't think he's capable of quite as good. Uh, problem solving that now but since we did it earlier we know how he wants us to
0: respond
1: yeah and then once again you're letting them teach you which is unbelievable it's so I want to say revolutionary and that maybe that's a huge jump but it is so different than everything that I've been told in the last couple years it's so different
2: Uh, putting together a training I, I say radical what makes us radical? I love
1: it I love it. Radical right. is perfect. Radical changes things.
2: Yeah. The world we're doesn't
1: pretty, get better, right? What with that? <laughs> I'm all about it. I, I'm going to use that. That might be in the episode description.
2: There you go. Radical. Brenda. Radical.
1: <laughs> yes. I, you've, you've given us so many examples of success, but what is the vision? How do you define it for your organization? You've given me so many stories that are success right there. We don't need a number, Kip. We don't need... But, you know, how? what's the vision of the group or even so, you forward?
2: So, okay, so there are, in terms of uh, different levels of it. So, you know, our mission, so I'm going to look, I pulled it up, so i make sure. I know. So our mission is to develop and support a national core, C-O-R-P-S. That means an army of dementia minds groups who create opportunities for dialogue and education about strategies to live well with dementia. Mm. Okay, so it's all about us dialogue and education to live well. Okay. Now that's our mission. So we want to have dementia minds groups all over the country. Yep. Right now we have nine looking at our 10th group, but you know, we're only two years old.
0: Right. Two and a half years
2: old. But we interact with about 235 people living with dementia across the country. So so cool. But this is our vision, people living with dementia, transforming the worldview of neurocognitive disorders, because I want you to go to our website and I want you to look in those people's faces. And I want you to say, because I hear all the time, you don't look like you have dementia. And we say, what does dementia look like?
1: Right. You
2: know, and sometimes yeah. we say, well, you don't look like an idiot. <laughs>
1: guess that till you opened your mouth
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly you don't look like it you know and so you know it's like so because we go to end stage thinking we don't think of Bonnie right our friend right. Bonnie right she looked like she has dementia no right and so the other thing so that is a is sort of a slap in the face to people when you say that you know mm. it might think the person who's saying it might feel like it's a like
0: a yeah.
2: Right. The other thing that is a slap in the face for a person living with dementia or insult is, oh, oh I forget things all the time too. You know, it's a whole different level. Right. You know? Whole right. different level. And so the response to that is, well, then you better go get tested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: got a good doctor. Let me give you the number. <laughs>
2: exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 Because then the reason it's offensive. Is because it minimali- minimizes their experience, right? Right. Do you know how much work it took for me to show up and look like I don't have
0: dementia? Right.
1: Right.
2: You
1: know. Yeah. Or the those are such good those two phrases. I've heard them, and I'm not a person living with dementia. But in response, like, hey, Kip, I went. You know, people and people are arriving to these things that are rude in a space where they're trying to be awesome. they're try- Hey, I went to see your dad today, Kip. He doesn't look any different. Well, did you think he turned green? <laughs> he didn't turn green when he got diagnosed. But I understand what you're saying now from there. And like, you know how much work pops probably put in for that hour to make you feel comfortable around him? Yes. Oh, that's so important. Thank you for, for putting that for speaking. Yeah, they
2: t- Yeah. So that's why that's our vision.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: then so uh, the the listeners have to go to our, our website dimensionminds.org, because they'll also see our dragonfly logo and on our website it says why the dragonfly logo for centuries the dragonfly has been a symbol of change and self-realization it represents hope happiness adaptability and new beginnings
1: oh my goodness yes what a choice
2: and that's what the founders i mean we didn't have a graphic artist we came up with that really cool dragonfly logo and we looked up and it was really bonnie who drove the boat on that she's like dragonflies mean a lot to me and we talked about it and we ended up that that was our logo
1: that is so amazing last thing that i want to let you go but this take me like the non-profit in the business side once again you with all your degrees and all your lived experience I know it's a nonprofit, but it still needs funding. Like, how are you like learning this on the fly along with all oh, of Oh, I this know. Stuff.
2: I know. My grandson comes home from college. Yes. Huh. Your grandma, 66 <laughs> years old, wrote her first grant. There it is. is. She got it. And then right. I said, just imagine what I'm going to be doing at 70. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever degree he got,
1: you don't even need the degree. You're just doing it.
2: I never thought I'd be writing grants, but I'll tell you what, Kim. um, I've decided um, in, in the many of the grants I've written have been funded. I'll tell you about one in particular in a minute, but um, I say, when you get such an awesome, something, something you don't have to be the best grant writer. You know, I mean, it's such an amazing, great concept. Right. You can just get across what you're doing. Right. I believe it'll be funded. Yeah. We just got a substantial grant. Um, and we're in the process of doing this. It's a, um, needs analysis of people living with dementia, what they want from the day they're diagnosed to one year out. Ooh. And so we've been doing focus groups. Yeah. I'm so excited! We wrapped up our focus groups. We had sixty-five people, which I didn't think was a like big number, but like people are like, "Oh yeah, that's a big group for a uh, uh, person's living with dementia." So we had sixty-five people, ages, I think forty-one to ninety-one. Mm. It's had a wide range of ages, all different types of of. Um, dementia. Then we were so excited that we got a diverse groups. We have Latino, we had LGBTQ, we have black, um, you know, so a, a wide yeah. variety of populations that are off, often not included, right? right. right. So we're super, super, super excited. So now we're in the process of writing the um, report. Okay. And we have a professor um, out of a university who's, who is the lead writer but we have, again, this is just how we run the business. We have, I can't remember if it's five or six people who are living with dementia who are on the research team. And like they're all, they've all done research. They're either yeah. still working as a researcher or they're a former professor and researcher. And so this doctor who's taking the lead on writing it, is checking back with them, making sure it's what our groups are saying they want in the report.
0: Right
1: right wow and that it's like the through line for for you and and i and you guys deserve all this all the kudos the through line of always inclusion of the people living with dementia and everything i mean you just mentioned a research report for a grant and you you all still found a way to include the most important people in all of this the ones living with it um i, I i'm leaving this pod with so much hope and i got a smile on my, i'm gonna call my brother immediately and say, boy, you missed a hell of a one today. You missed a radical today. Radical, right? Yeah. Missed a but Where you mentioned the website? Are there socials people can follow to keep up to date with what yeah, well, we're
2: on? on? Oh yeah, but then you ask me. Uh, you just <laughs> go to the website. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You know those sorts of things. Yep. Um, and and I just have to say, you know, lucky me, I get to go out and talk about this. But we have so many. Volunteers, who I mean, attorneys and marketing people and all these people who just commit so much time and energy for the success of this organization. So we talked about mission, vision, our our dragonfly. And the last thing is, you know, I said my age. So you know, for me, um, it's kind of an interesting point because I'm at a point where you know everybody else I know is retiring,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: so I'm building a business with uh you know with the support of you know everybody else yeah. while i'm planning a succession plan right Uh
0: uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: because it's right. very apparent you know maybe four years or something i don't know you know yeah. but that makes me our board of directors is the same way
0: mm-hmm. because they all
2: have to match up so they might be saying the same thing oh i have four years or something yeah so we're all very much about mentoring and bringing the next along yes. and passing that baton along. Yes. So, you know, my age has been a real, in terms of, for me, a blessing to be like, Oh, okay. I can at least get kind of, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be here forever to carry it on. Yeah. This is their legacy, Kip.
0: Yeah. This is
2: their legacy. Right. You know, and it's, it's, I don't know. It's just really, we didn't plan it. It's just.
1: That makes me think, you know, my dad being a coach and a track coach, you mentioned the baton, like this has to be given while that next person's ready to sprint. Yeah, has to be given when it's, when they're ready to go, not just, hey, I have it. And we're stopped for two years. We got to go.
2: And I don't know if there's an analogy to this, but in my mind, it's like, but I also have to hand it to you, right?
1: You, have to, you yeah. have to give it up. Ooh, that won't be easy.
2: And we've had recently one of our founders who just said, I don't think I can continue on the board. I need to hand the baton. Mm. I mean, there's equally important, right? To yeah. take it and to hand it off.
1: Yes. And right. we
2: talked about. You prep- we, you've prepared the next for this, you know. Mm-hmm. He had—he was the runner. He run the—he ran the—he won the race, right? He was part of winning the race. Yes. He, he is a part of who we are, and he will be a part of who we are until yep. you know, we are no more. <laughs> you know, he's influencing us yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yes. So, pretty awesome, huh?
1: It is awesome, and you know, I—I love the framework of let's choose happy, let's choose hope. Because those things, those things are there too. Right. And it, I like that, and I in I'm 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 opining from my view of you all, but I like it's also not it's not a toxic positivity that ignores the reality. It's no no, we we're well aware of what everyone living with dementia is facing, but we just choose to go after it. You know, I I think it's it's you know it's courage walking, right? Yeah, we we understand what we're what headed towards, but we're gonna do it with our chest up, our chin high and smiling together. As we walk towards that, so I, I, man, more power and blessings to all of you. So excited to have had, have you on, and look forward to continuing to discuss and work together as, as we join in on this.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, and you now,
2: have, you, you're more than welcome. I'm sure if you would ever like to have two or three people living with dementia come in and talk about different topics, oh, yes, they, they would be. And that's
1: something I never would have thought of. I never ever would have thought of the capacity of these individuals. And like you mentioned, you know who these people are still. They're not, not even in the word. Like my father right now could probably still give one hell of a, a lecture on a topic from his education or coaching background. He could still do that. And I wasn't granting him that capacity anymore. I was end timesing it, like you mentioned.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And then we'll take about the purpose and the day he would have that day. Man, thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's,
0: it's, it's, it's just us, baby.